at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Right, so a couple more people tweeting and, and SMSing about the Bell's uh, advert saying it's a, it's a winner. I think Ngotia saying, uh, give those Bell's advertisers the Bell's for car coining such a monumentally successful compliment, whatever that means. But there's, there's more. Someone saying key scenes and give them two bells. So uh, universal acceptance, I think, based on, on, on some of the feedback we've had over the last few days. But let's talk about feedback in terms of marketers and uh, whether they're really delivering. Because if they don't deliver, then what? So do marketers really align their budgets accurately? In fact, uh, Jackie Hriop suggests no. She's the MD of the company called Answer. Jackie, you, you, have, you have some answers for us, I suppose. Uh, we have based lots on that of answers. <laughs> okay, what, what are you saying? Marketers are not doing their jobs. I mean, that's the simple premise here. Ah, let me not be that controversial to start. Let me build up to controversy in a short while. <laughs> let's, let's start by telling you how, I, how we're arriving at that type of conclusion, um, Ashraf, because it's a big statement to make. Um, we set out uh, to, to, to fill a need uh, in terms of information that, that we saw was lacking in the market. And the gap that we saw was that we know that marketers and advertisers have access to all sorts of media consumption information. And they have access to all sorts of information about what people are actually doing, what consumers are doing online. But we were missing a single measure that is specifically South African where we can assess their behavior, their their movement, and we can compare those two um, areas, both traditional and new media. Mm -hmm. So we set out uh, to do a really large survey. So it's uh, nice and solid, nice and robust for those of you who like numbers. We surveyed a thousand South Africans. And uh, on the basis of that study, um, one of the the starkest findings that we had, in fact, such a surprise, a lot of our clients have really sat up and and taken notice, um, is, is the huge mismatch between where we're seeing our consumers focus their attention at the moment mm-hmm. and where our marketers are placing their attention. Uh, so their marketing spend, the relative emphasis that they're giving um, to, to different uh, platforms. So, so explain media. what does that mean, consumers where they focusing their attention versus markets and their attention. Right, let me take a step or two back if Mm. you don't mind. Let's see, we started this uh, assessment, this whole exercise, um, looking at the consumer journey. Now, consumer journey assessment is something that all our great marketers and advertisers here will be very au fait with over the last few years. It's it's had a a great amount of prominence. And the, the reasoning there is that we need to have a 360 look at our consumer, all the touch points that they have with mm. our brands. We need to understand all of those particular uh, um, points of entry, if you like, um, that the consumer has with the brand. What our study did was it focused on high-value touch points. So we said we know there are all these touch points, but mm-hmm. let's look at the highest-value touch points and, and focus on those. And a high-value touch point, as we define it, is a place where consumers seek or note information. So how can we state that that's a high-value touch point? Well, it is so because of the correlation that we see between a consumer's attention and their spend. Does it make sense? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So seeking information, absorbing information, is either going to precede a purchase. It might, in fact, afterwards negate a purchase. Um, it could reinforce a purchase once a consumer has made that decision. So information is really what closes the, the feedback loop um, on, on the, the purchase decision and on the consumer's relationship with their mm, brand. Mm, mm, um, mm. So we honed in immediately on information touch points as a key point. So the as whole study to is about that. touch points. 
But that's something else. As opposed to persuasion. And the the study also built in an element of that um, by looking at influence scores. So it's a claim. So let's say one of our respondents tells us that they have taken particular note of information that they have found um, in a TV ad. Mm -hmm. Um, We ask them to rate that on a scale out of 10. How influential was that eventually in in helping you to make your decision? So the the tool combines uh, all of those. uh, So so in terms of then the, the research done, We'll go back to those touch points just in a yeah. second. Let's take a step back. So general advertising of, of any sort, I mean, and, and, and it could be you know, above the line. It could just even be you know, something below the line. Yeah. What impact does that have then in, in, in A, brand awareness, but B, in terms of even then consumers making that making decision? Making that important you know. decision. So, for example, we were speaking about a Harley, a Harley Davidson now to the, to the previous guest. So people listening, thinking, well, I probably need to get a motorbike or whatever. What impact would that even have? Just talking about it, getting them excited. I should probably try this out. And then making a decision to say, Harley versus Suzuki, I'll go for Harley anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that the purchase decision for any consumer is enormously complicated. It, uh, it's based on so many sources that they're taking into account. It's, it's based on the level of weighting that they're giving to each of those sources, the heritage and history with the brand. So um, it, it, we know it's a really multi, multifaceted type of decision that they're going to be making at the end of the day. But what's important for us, let's take it back to as researchers. Okay? Mm-hmm. As a researcher, we are mandated to provide actionable information to marketers, to advertisers, to make decisions that at the end of the day do what? Make them money. Uh, We need it to impact on the bottom line. So the the information that we feed into our marketing and advertising clients has got to join those dots between between what a consumer, where their attention is, how much weight they're giving to each of those sources, and when they're actually going to part with that money, when they're going to spend that money. So Hence the focus that we've had in the study on, on really trying to quantify it because it's not enough just to say it, just to say, well, you know what, we think you should be looking a little bit more at this platform rather than that. I need to give you a number. So I'm going to head straight into some numbers now, Ashraf, if I may. No, do, these that, are, do that. These yeah. are the compelling uh, stats okay. that, uh, that, that hopefully will, will make our audience out there really sit up and take note. This is the jarring thing for us because we found that where, where is this attention going? If we look, we measured across 22 product categories out there. So we can, we can localize this down by product category. We've got 11 mega categories. So for instance, finance, electronics, mm-hmm. fast moving goods, all of those. Um, but if we take an average just across all of those, out of all the times in which a consumer is saying that they absorb information, the proportion that says that they're taking note, let's say, of word of mouth. Mm. It's, it's mm. important to talk word of mouth, even though it's not uh, necessarily in our control. We have to acknowledge it. A quarter, about a quarter of those, that information absorption is coming through word of mouth. We've quantified that across okay. 22 product wow. categories. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. So let's now go where our marketing uh, teams have actually got some sway. Where, where should they be balancing the, the rest of that? Okay, so word of mouth, you say okay, they don't have much sway unless we include social media. And, ah, now let's get to social yeah. media. That's a, that's a whole different um, conversation. Let's take traditional media because that is really where the bulk of our spend is, is really still going. Any mm. marketer will mm. tell you they are they, they might be uh, increasing their digital focus slowly, but really at the end of the day, a lot of attention is still being given to traditional. Would you like to take a guess, Ashraf? Should I put you on the spot there and ask you to yeah. take a guess? Out of all the information being absorbed, how much of it do you think our consumer is telling us is coming from traditional media? 
15%. You are really good. This man obviously talks to media people <laughs> every single Sunday. No, that is, it's 19%. That's bad news. That's bad news. 19% right? is so the one number out of, from out of five or something like that. Right, exactly. So let's see where's the rest of that attention going. That's, now that, as marketers, as advertisers, is what we have to be understanding in order to get better alignment between what you're spending and where consumer attention is going. So let's look at the other numbers. Let's look at promotions. Promotions is another biggie. Um, 19%. It's the same number as, okay. as the rest of traditional media. Traditional and that could be like in-store promotions and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah? all sorts okay. of those types right. of promos. Mm. You know what that leaves, don't you? <laughs> online. What proportion do you think then of that attention is going to online across categories? Tell us. 25% is going online. Now, that's, that's online, in fact, excluding social media. Social media deserves its own uh, discussion. In so, so is, the, is the online advertising, actual advertising? This is online in terms of looking through uh, search engines, looking at websites, that type of traffic uh, through online. Okay, so just by the way, just as, as an aside, so we said, we bought a new lounge suite and someone said, Sell it, go OLX, and someone said, <laughs> "Just I mean, that's that's been the narrative for year now. So there's been this increasing move towards that space." That's right. You, as you say, the narrative is actually changing. the 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 first off question is, "Well, have you looked? Have you looked online? Have you checked this? Have you compared prices? Have you?" So that's very much a, a part of consumer parlance the, these days, and it's uh, as as we have noted through this study, it's it's built into the fiber of their information-seeking behavior right now. We cannot extricate it. We cannot look at it separately. So just give us that percentage again online? Right. So now there's two numbers I must actually share with you there because we have elected in this study to separate social from online uh, for an important reason. But if we take all of digital, both of those together, we're looking at 35% of all information being gathered to make a decision social and is is a combination. Wow. 35% online and social. So social, if at this point, is um, on average across these categories at 7%. So we might be forgiven by saying, well, let's, let's not worry about social, it's little. Wouldn't be a wise decision. And in fact, as part of the strength of this tool that, that we're using right now is, is the separation of social in the digital space. Um, why do we want to separate social? Uh, we want to do it because of the rate of growth. So social mm-hmm. media is growing exponentially at such a, a crazy rate relative to the rest of everything that is happening online that it really warrants its own bit of focus. So it can't be an other item in, uh, in, in, in a budget here. Our, my expectation, and if I was a gambling person, I would try and put a number on this, that when we reassess in six months, in, in eight months' time, um, the, the, rate that, the rate of growth that social has shown relative to, mm, to all mm, of the other mm. um, platforms that we have. It would be even higher. Are we, are we leaving anything out now in terms of those percentages? Have we covered them all? We have. Huh? So we've got word of mouth. We'll run through them again for, for interest for our audience. Uh, word of mouth at 26%, traditional at 19%, online 25%, social media also online 7%, and promos at 19%. These vary, very, these do vary by product category, which is of interest, for instance, let's say you're in the, um, the, the range, for instance, if we look at online, ranges from 14 to 47%. Now, I'm, I'm tempted to mm, say that mm, if, you, mm, if you're mm. in travel, which, um, you know, you want to know that 47% of that attention is actually going online. So yeah, it does right. vary by product category. We do need to take that into account. Absolutely. All right, just to remind uh, people, who are, are listening live and uh, online as well, just to make the point, Jackie Kriop is my <laughs> guest, the MD of Answered, and uh, 
The overall premise that marketers are not aligning their budgets accurately, meaning in terms of, of the certain touch points, they, they don't always work, meaning if you're spending your money in a certain place, consumers in fact, effectively are making decisions based upon touch points elsewhere. So if we then agree with that, right, has this been contested by others to say, come on, you that's your <laughs> figures. We don't agree with it. No, in fact, in fact, it hasn't. I'll tell you where the contesting has come in. And um, what has happened is, is marketers, advertisers have been surprised, but not, but but willing to accept it because everybody knows that that this move, the shift to digital, has been happening, but nobody's been able to actually pin a specific percentage on it. So what that means is that when our marketers come to do their annual budgeting and they say, well, right now we know we have to increase our digital spend slightly. They don't know by how much, or should they be increasing it by 10%, by 20%, by 30%. Now, it's a very brave marketer that goes to his board and justifies a 30% change in anything year Mm, on year. mm, mm. And yet that is the type of shift that we're seeing would be justified based on these numbers. So so would you know whether our market is doing that now? We are hoping to give them the information that they, they need to go and justify that kind of change because a 10% shift is really not going to cut it in today's market. The consumer is in such a rapid state of flux and marketers are lagging behind that change. And again, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers. We have a, we have a highly noble and strong marketing industry, a, a great mm-hmm. advertising minds. But ultimately, our marketers are answering to boards within large companies. And those kinds of shifts are not smiled upon uh, when anybody goes to try and justify a change in budget. But, but one example of, of that, of identifying the shift, has been, A, the growth of digital agencies. Mm-hmm. A, and we'll actually talk about the GMMA, which has been rebranded in the next few minutes. So that's the one thing. But the, the other has, has been uh, not just these specialist agencies and these agencies being acquired then by traditional agencies now as a, having a digital arm. Meaning yeah. they clearly can't afford to lose business if what you're saying is true and if marketers with money to spend decide to shift money from A to B. They can't afford to lose, so they've created further arms. And that's become all, you know, I see it's a growing, it's a growing industry. Ashraf, you're, you're right. Um, the, the industry has been responsive, so they know that the shift is there. They do know. They are being responsive to it. Um, but the, the problem is from the agency side, how do you... Mo- how do we motivate our clients to understand, our marketers, our brand owners, to understand that the shift needs to be that much greater than it actually is right now. So we're moving in the right direction. My contention is it's not fast enough to actually truly reflect the, the reality of consumer behavior and their search behavior um, and their consumption behavior mm-hmm. right now. But, but for now, then the important takeout would be that if, if you know, 19% or thereabouts is, is, is being where consumers are being convinced to make purchases based on those touch points, right? Mm. And s- over maybe 30, 40% of money is spent by our, about the line. Yeah. And there's a lot of wastage taking place there. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a number, it's not mine, it's an industry-available number, that, and, and this isn't directly comparable with our study, because remember, our study is 1,000 South Africans who are online. So it's, it's representative of the online audience, which, by the way, numbers between 14 and 16 million people, depending on the source you would like to take. Mm-hmm. But this is not a niche market, folks. This is a large market, so we have to take it seriously. But the study, the findings that I'm giving you here, is really based on that online South African population. So not a, not a directly comparable number, but useful as a guide is if we look at ad spend right now ad spend data to last year let's Mm -hmm. take that number again depending on the source you trust the estimate there on on ad spend 
on the net, so digital ad spend, goes between 3 and 5%. So you can start to see the disconnect between the, the attention that's being given, the money that's being spent in, in that area relative to um, where our consumers are going. It's a very big difference. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, just, just fi- final comments. Anything else you want to bring up? Yeah, final comments is that, uh, uh, really, I mean, I could make many. I'll try and limit them. Mm. Um, final comments is we, we need to be looking at specific numbers to make big decisions because these are big decisions that have to be made by our marketers. We have to actually give them the ammunition to do that, and we, we, we do have that available. Um, the, you know, other important things is for our marketers to be brave, that if they're going to go out there and make these kinds of changes, um, they need to be um, to, to make them um, very bravely and to be able to stand up within their businesses and say, our consumer is moving this fast, we need to actually move this fast as okay. well. Maybe a subject for another day, uh, and I'll throw this to, to anybody listening as well. Uh, do you know of any brand where they've made dramatic shifts in where they spend their money before to where they're spending their money now? Uh, so if you can think of one company or you are that company, just drop me an email, ashraf at safm.coza. I'll be talking to you next week, if you get that right. Right, lastly, your side. I mean, feel free to, to tweet um, all the information you've got to me directly, if you can, at Ashraf Garda on Twitter, and as well as on my Facebook page too. But if people want to find it, is it accessible? It is accessible. Um, please go to it's uh, Answered Insight, no S, answeredinsight.co.za. So on, on set. Oh, answered, as on, in answered, we answer your questions. And if you call us, please feel free to ask for me personally. It's Jackie Kreef. Thank you. Okay, great stuff. Well, tweet that as well, Answered Insight. I think some fascinating insights into that industry. So we talk about the DMMA. Uh, Digital Media and Marketing Association being rebranded. What does that say about its connection to the rest of the world? We'll do that right after this.